a guy goes in for a job interview and sits down with his boss. The boss asked him, what do you think is your worst quality? The man says, I am probably too honest. The boss says, that's not a bad thing. I think being honest is a good quality. The man replies, I don't care about what you think. <laughs> and I'm not sure that this man got the job in the, through, through, through this interview. We used to celebrate work and the harvest of our labor. Now our society has begun to glorify pleasure and the efficiency and the effectiveness of our job. We have moved from a six-day work week to a five-day work week. We be, some business now have a, a four-day work week and there is a serious exploration of the idea of three-day work week. In fact, some medical fields already have 12 hours, three-day work week, and the following week, 12 hours, four-day work week. Already happens. What, if anything, does God ha have to say about me and my job, vocation. How does work relate to my Christian faith and my ethic that I'm holding on to? In today's epistles, Apostle Paul wrote a letter to the church in Thessalonica in a strong words. Some of the Christians there had been lazy in the name of Christianity. They are idle around and waiting. Why? Because they says we are waiting for the second coming of Jesus Christ, the returning of Jesus Christ. We do not know. So we are just waiting. We want to be lazy. In today's gospel lesson, Jesus' disciples asked Jesus when the temple in Jerusalem will be destroyed. When we hear what Jesus said about the signs of the destruction of the temple, we usually interpret interpret as the at the end of the world. That's how we interpret. So two, two different ways to say, but at the end of the world, there would be a terrible things happen to Christians. I don't know about you. When I read, I'm, I was very uncomfortable. <laughs> Nothing is desirable to have. There are lots of fightings, fighting nation to nation, fighting in the family and disagreement, lots of wars and famines and lots of hatred there. What do we do 
while we are waiting for the second coming of, the G- of Jesus Christ, the, at the end of the world. Yes, Jesus wants his disciples to worship God and to walk. Remember that instant at Bethany in John chapter 12? You remember Mary and Martha's story? Martha busted herself around the kitchen getting the meal. She became angry with her sister Mary for her devotion to Jesus and her neglect of domestic responsibilities. Jesus reprimanded Martha, encouraging her not to take her walk too seriously, letting, uh, letting it get in the way of a more important thing. Unfortunately, this can be mistaken for pious laziness. In no way does God want us to neglect our responsibility. The person who does not have an active job to do is one who is inclined to get involved in the affairs of others because it is easy to talk about other people's business than talk about my own business. To deal with my own business and myself, it is not easy. I have to sit down in silence and quietness, and I have to reflect, which requires time and efforts and insights. Without insights, we are not going anywhere. And then I have to deal with my pride. Oh, I have done wrong. And also I have to deal with my self-esteem. If we want to be a better disciple of Jesus Christ. So it is easy for us to talk about Mary and Martha, isn't it? It's much easier. What Jesus honored in Mary that day, her love, her adoration, and her focus on human relational values. Jesus did not refuse to eat the meal that Martha prepared. He was grateful for her hospitality, and he wants to infuse infuse some joy into her walk and to help her understand the spirit of sensitivity that Mary had toward Jesus. Sometimes we are confused. We are. Which one is more important? Think about your spouse took a brand new car, went out, and he or she had a car accident. And he or she came back home and the tears on his or her eyes and said, Honey, I'm so sorry, I had a car accident, it's my mistake. Well, what is our response? It's okay, honey, it's okay, I'm glad you are not hurting. Or, what did you do to the car? Well, which one is more important? To have a good argument with our neighbors and I want to win over my neighbors on a certain issue. 
or to maintain good relationship with our neighbors. Which one is more important? Well, somebody says, keep the main thing, main thing. Hmm. Paul, who might influence Benjamin Franklin, who said, God helps those who help themselves goes on to say that not only should we refrain from feeding persons who refuse to provide for themselves, but also we should stay away from them. It is very tough for nice and kind Christians like all of you. But what his point is that Idleness and laziness are contagious disease. They can destroy a family and the community of faith. They can eat like the cancer at the vital of society. This does not mean that we are not to provide welfare. The problem is that some people refuse to walk because of their idleness and laziness. We should step in to help each other in need, absolutely. God's words speaks against indolence, not against poverty. God's work is honorable. It is the calling of God since Adam ate the fruit of knowledge of good and evil. Adam you have to walk hard to get your food. We Christians find a job that we can serve God and serve other people with joyful hearts. An employee goes to his supervisor and he said, Boss, we are, we are doing some heavy house cleaning at home tomorrow. My wife truly needs me to help her the attic and the garage, moving and the howling stuff. The boss says, sorry man, but we are short-handed and I cannot give you the day off. And the man says, thank you boss, I knew I could count on you. <laughs> A Christian is called to quality performance not mediocrity. Some of you are very perfectionists, and I really thank God for that. You, everything should be perfect. And our workmanship should be on the highest standard. This does not mean that you and I are asked to do a better job than we are capable of doing. Everybody has a limitation. We do. The older that I am, the more I realize my limitations. I do. When I was younger, I said, oh, I can do a lot of things. Now I am. You, Kong, you're a preacher, but can you do your job well? I said, no, I'm not. But I'm depending on God. That's all I can. That's the one area. But what about some dealing with the tools. Some of you really good. I know it will take 10 minutes to find a hammer in my home. <laughs> well, 
you have to think about this. I have been living in a parsonage for 20 some years. So hammer to dealing with the hammer is not on my, my export. So I put hammer somewhere and it will take time for me to find. That's my limitation. I can make myself inoperative, immobilized by self-doubt and self-questioning when I compare when I can do to what others can do. God asks me to be only the best I can be. God does not ask me to compare to compare myself with Tom. You are a perfectionist. I saw that. God simply wants me to do the best job I am capable of doing. The same is true for you, all of you. God wants you to be the best that you can possibly be. No more, no less. This perspective can change your whole approach to your work. Even a boring job can be, a, can be transformed as you emphasize, emphasize quality. Attitude can be changed even if the circumstances cannot. God has strategically placed you this week where no ordained clergy person could possibly go. You are God's representative. You are the ambassadors of Christ. You are the fragrance of Jesus Christ. Your work is sacred. You are ordained to minister wherever you go this week. And you are called to bear witness by the way you walk by God's love and grace in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ worked so hard simply with one goal. I am going to please my Heavenly Father. That's all he was thinking, he was doing, and he was living. I'm going to please my Father. He worked so hard before and after he began his ministry. Jesus let God use him the way God wanted him to use, even at the point of death, which was the best quality performance. Jesus' hard workmanship brought him later crown and glory in the time of resurrection. We, as a Christian imitator, this work ethics that Jesus has set before us. We emulate, emulate his character in our working so that as Jesus did, we may receive crown of life in his presence. That's our work ethics. It's not only our job that I can bring bread to my home or to my table, but it is God's ordination, God's sacred vocation that God has given us. Will you do that this week? No matter where you go, 
no matter what you do. Yes, I am doing God's sacred mission, and I'm sharing his name with the others. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Oh God, we give you thanks for your word. Help us to continue to be faithful, to do faithfully to do the vocation that you have given to us. Oh God, grant us the sacredness of our job that we can continue to share your love with others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.